0: everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It is the final episode of season one. We are going to take a short break before we come back for season two. And I can't believe we've already had 86 episodes of season one. And we're keeping on keeping on we're going to keep going with more great episodes and I'm so excited for season two to come. We've got a great episode today that's going to round out season one for you, and what I really like about it is that the last few episodes that we've had here have really presented different points of view and different kinds of episodes. So in this episode with my guest Miranda Raven, we are talking about fame culture. We are talking about fame culture in relation to the music industry, but we're also just talking a lot about what is going on in our world today, how we can challenge our current beliefs, how we can seek the truth, and really just like kind of going on the topic of awakening ourselves, awakening our knowledge, and doing that personal development work, community work, conversational work, debating, all of these things so that we can really grow our awareness, expand our awareness, Become really confident with our thoughts and with our opinions and who we are and what we set out to do. So, that being said, these are conversations that I personally love to have. I love to get woo woo. I love to talk about things that are sometimes not fully related to music, but I truly believe that doing this personal development work and doing this spiritual awakening work, for lack of a better word, um, helps us to grow as people. And when we grow as people, we grow as musicians and as business owners. So, again, That being said, I want you to let me know what you love. We have a podcast form out now where you can give your opinion. And with that, we're doing a giveaway. So we value your thoughts and your opinions so much. And we want to hear from you as we prep from season two for season two. If you head to bit.ly slash out to be podcast forum, that's bit.ly slash out to be podcast forum. And the link will also be in the show notes. You can share your thoughts and opinions with us super quick forum. And when you do that, you'll be entered to win one wealthy musician bundle. But I really want to get your feedback on what kinds of episodes you'd like to see. I have a lot of things brainstorming and I love to talk about strategy and I want to talk more about strategy because right now we kind of brand ourselves as the wellness mindset and mental health podcast. I want to talk more about strategy, but I also love talking about these kinds of things and just bringing topics around astrology and things that you might not know about and um, other health and wellness based things that can help you become an all around Better person and more confident person, healthier person, and whatnot. And that does fit with our theme, but it's also not specifically related to music. So, as you can tell, I've got a lot of ideas in my head, a lot of things I'd love to talk about, and a lot of things I wanna share with you, but I wanna know what you want to learn about. So, if you've listened to the last three episodes of this podcast alone, the last three episodes of season one have all been quite different from each other and really focused on different topics. And so, Share with us, if you don't mind, what you love, what kinds of things you want to see more of, and we can go from there. And I've even been toying around with having multiple episodes a week, so let me know if that's something that you would love or not so much love. Again, head to bit.ly slash out podcast form to give us your feedback, and when you do, you will be entered to win a Wealthy Musician Bundle because we really, really appreciate you doing the time, taking the time to fill that out for us. Alrighty, so let's dive into today's episode. Today's episode, I am talking with Mira Raven. She is a multi-instrumentalist, composer and arranger, teacher and writer. She does a lot of things, and in this episode, we're going to cover a lot of topics. But overall, I would say that she is just such a knowledgeable person. As you'll see, she just really really loves to learn and, you know, challenge her opinions and teach others and be able to create a community of people who support each other and are willing to grow as people, really. So I'm going to keep this intro short because this episode is long. Alrighty, now let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode. Hey, Miranda, and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Hey, it's great to hear you. (laughs) It is great to hear you as well. So, you are multifaceted. You do a lot of things, and I'm really excited to dive into some of the juicy topics we're going to talk about today without spoiling anything for our listeners. But before we do, can you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure, sure thing. Um, so, I am a
1: multi instrumentalist, I'm a composer, I'm a teacher. I'm a writer um, and I have two, I have my own business, a jazz collective, as well as um, my own personal project on my website, um,
0: MirandaMusic.Space.
1: So I try to keep busy.
0: (laughs) So you do a lot of things. You are a solo artist, a poet, a teacher. What is it like balancing all these different creative outlets? um it's an
1: adventure i mean it really it really is um i and i love challenges i mean i don't necessarily have to do all these things and nobody's making me do all these things i just simply have always been kind of a multi-potentialite and i love just learning new things i love trying new things and i just have this hunger for, for learning and for experiencing. So it kind of lends me into all these different, uh, projects and adventures and endeavors that I find myself in. And, um, it's always the big question is, okay, how do I just make this work? So, you know, and not necessarily, um, not necessarily limit myself rather than, you know, even though I've, I've tried, tried to limit myself for the last 27 years, but never seems to work. So instead of limiting myself, I've tried to be more flexible with, okay, if this is what I want to do and these are the things I want to do, well, there's got to be a way to make it work. There's got to be a way to balance it all. And so it's kind of every day is I make my schedule, basically. It's like day by day. I pretty much take it day by day and, you know, adjust as needed.
0: I love that because I think, especially as women in the music industry, it's like men too really everyone, but at creatives, we often want to do many things, but it can feel overwhelming and also just have the question of like, how do I go down the path of figuring out how to do this next thing? Or how do I integrate both of these things into um, my weekly or daily schedule and who I am and what I do? So it's really, really awesome to see you balance all of these different passions, all these different areas of expertise that you have. And bring it all together in your life in a way that works for you. So today we're gonna talk a little bit about fame culture which is something that when you and I were talking previously we were just jamming on and you were um, talking about how this is something really interesting that you've reflected on in your life and I think that it's particularly relevant especially with everything going on this year. Everyone's home Everyone's watching more TV and on their social media and that's how we're primarily connecting. And with the explosiveness of things like TikTok and even, you know, Instagram, it's really easy to want to strive or feel like you need to strive to go viral or to get the followers or to like only be valid if you have achieved X level of notoriety. So I want to dive into this. First and foremost, tell us, like, how did you begin to explore this idea? Hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um, so actually I was just looking at a, I've always been, so poetry has been something I've always been really interested in and writing. And I remember having to make this, you know, poetry, uh, book when I was in, I think seventh grade, I still have the book actually. And, uh, I went back and looked at it. And I had a poem that was about, it was written from the perspective of a rich person. And it was saying, you know, I have all this money, but I'm actually really not happy. And nobody really knows what it's like to be, you know, just like trying to put myself in that person's shoes and have empathy. Because a lot of times I would see people be like, oh, if you have all kinds of money, then, you know, all your problems will be solved and all of this. And and I could, from that, even from that age, I could see through the facade of fame and I could see through the facades of sort of this superficiality um in my own way you know in seventh grade um and from there I've always sort of had this um and I mean I went through a phase too where I was like where American Idol was really popular I'm sure you remember that yep yep The Voice, and uh, you know America's Got Talent, but I remember or Star Search. I think Star Search was like one of the first ones that was kind of in that vein of. I before. never watched that one. I don't think. Oh, Star Search. I think like some. I can't remember who. There was quite a, a couple of different popular musicians. I think that that were on Star Search at first, but it was basically the same thing as American Idol. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was I got into that, and I remember being like, I want to be on American Idol, or I want to be famous. And then, you know, I had gone to see, like, this talent agent thing, you know, whatever, some kind of thing like that, and with my parents, and they had, you know, my my parents went to it with me, but then I remember having this talk with them where they were like, we want you to have a normal life, like, you know, we know that you're talented, we know that this is what you want to do, but you know, just, just be kid and live your life. And then, you know, if you want to continue to do this, then, you know, we can talk about that, but you know, we want you to be normal, you know? And at the time I was a little upset, obviously, you know, uh, whatever age I was 10 or 13, I was like, what? I can you know, but this would be so cool. I could be, but as I sort of got older, you know, and then, you know, fast forward to, like I said, in like seventh grade or something, as I sort of looked closer at this stuff I started to notice again that the facades the superficiality and sort of you know just and I saw that even in my friends and the way that they would act and certain things that they would do and I would go like okay this something isn't right here and so that I that was like a thread or a seed and as I continued to go through uh life and mature um I would have these different moments where I would get through another level of consciousness and another level of awareness about this stuff. So then when I was in high school, I remember writing a paper about, um, I was really interested in photo- the fact that they would Photoshop these magazines. Because when I was in like you know high school, I was learning about photography, I was learning about all this stuff and learning the things that they would do in, you know, these magazines, and how they were always, you know, putting out this image, and of, you know, you need to look a certain way, and just, and it made me start to think about all of these things more and more, and so it was building off of this, these ideas that I had started creating earlier, Um, and so basically, you know, that stuff continued as I started to go more and more down this road of, you know, what, what is, you know, what is this really about, and, um, and what do these movies, the culture, what kind of effect does that have on people? I've always been interested in psychology. That's another aspect, psychology, sociology. Um, I started reading like Freud and Jung when I was in high school. And at the time I was like, kind of, you know, I kind of got it, but I kind of didn't. And I couldn't put it all together. Yeah. Um, But as I, as I got older, I still, you know, would reread stuff and I would, I had these books and I would reread them and I would revisit these things. And as I revisited them, as I grew and got older, so many of these things, I could see the examples of them. And so, um, so this, this has just been a a journey for a while of sort of this interest and this love for understanding um, our culture, understanding how things affect me, but also how things affect um, the, the generations. Um, and, you know, I just find it really fascinating how media and culture is essentially used as programming. Um, and that's kind of something that I touch on in, in my article that's on my website.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much to dig deep into there. And it's funny you mentioned too being young and wanting to go on American Idol. I remember when I was younger, I was like begging my mom to let me audition for Broadway. Like I thought, I'm going to be that kid star on Broadway. And she said the same thing. She was like, No, like you're not going to be a kid star. I don't want that for you. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and it sucks. It sucks when you're like 10 and you're like, How could you say this to me? But mm-hmm. in retrospect, having the time and awareness to recognize all these things similar to what you um just described is so important because um in fame and just being able to it's like branding too right like even as artists we we brand ourselves we show up on social media deciding how you want to show up and to what level and what you want to say and um what your values are, what your core values are, is something so important to be able to figure out for yourself before you're just thrust into it, in my opinion, at least.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. So I I agree wholeheartedly. And I feel like that's been my, as I was getting into, um, when I was in school and, uh, studying in school, I first went to school for acting. Because my whole life, everyone was like, music, music, you're going to be famous, music. And and that's the other thing, too. And I touch, it on, touch on it a little bit in my article is that, you know, if you are somebody that music is something you love, or maybe you have a gift for it, or, or whether it's music or acting or whatever, you know, you can get, especially as a kid, if it's something that you just put your heart and soul into, which is what I did, a lot of times... It becomes something that is profound and people will go, oh my gosh, and you will, you're will, you going to do this and you're going to be, wow, I can't wait to see what you do. And it's really positive. But the flip side of that is that it puts a lot of pressure on you and you start to see yourself through other people's perceptions of you, even if they're positive perceptions and you start to say, oh, I need to be famous or I need to, people said that this is what I should do. And and it can get confusing because you could be living, end up living a dream that somebody else's dream or somebody else's projection of what they um, think that you're supposed to do. And it might be different than what you're actually meant to do. Yeah. Um, And I think there's even examples of people like that where they get to a certain point and they realize they're not really happy because they're not doing, they're not doing it for the the love of what they love to do or or for their their selves. They're doing it um, for the fulfillment or enjoyment of others, which it's not to say that's different. I want to make a distinction from that and like Doing something as a serve, like music being a service in terms of helping people, or versus like doing it because you know because somebody else wants you to do it, or because somebody else thinks that that's what your your um, destiny is, or something like that.
0: Yeah. Now this is so random, but do you know what your enneagram is?
1: Oh, isn't that is that the one the thing with like there's like the
0: reformer and the the something the reflector the- no that's personal design oh uh, yeah I think that's personal design there's a million of these things but the Enneagram is just like another personality test and there's nine of them I think and new I had taken the test a while ago but I recently discovered that I'm a three and basically like a big part of three's core motivation is wanting external validation <laughs> basically like wanting to be accepted by others and wanting To, you know, make it big, for lack of a better word. And I think it's really just interesting that within the first couple weeks, or within the last couple weeks, right before we record this episode, even though you and I had chatted about this topic previously, all of a sudden now I have this new level of, like, awareness that I have a core motivation of, like, being accepted and doing things to, like, gain notoriety or whatever you want to call it. Um, But that being said, what you just said, I feel is so important and interesting because everyone has their own different personality type or core motivations, or even looking at the four tendencies, which is something I use with my clients of how you respond to external and internal expectations. Knowing those things about yourself and being able to use those things as you navigate this is a really useful tool because you might... Be someone who naturally strives for whatever kind of success, or you might be someone who gravitates more towards helping people, or gravitates more towards this, or has their own inner rebellious side of like, I do it for me and me only. Um, and you don't sort of subscribe to what anybody else says you should do, in fact, you rebel against it, or you might really be someone who gravitates towards oh, they said I should do this, so I'm going to do this, but I can't uphold my own inner expectations or desires. And so I feel like there's so many levels to it that as a person, you might be listening to this and either thinking like, I totally relate, or I don't know if I relate, now I'm super confused, because there's so many different ways we can come in as a human. Anyway, that was totally a tangent, but... (laughs) I just feel like mind is blown because knowing this information about me really allows me to come to this topic even with a slightly different perspective than before. Yeah
1: and I mean I think to be honest with you some of the things you're saying I think like some of it probably a layer of it is your own personality and I think that honestly every human being and and this is something that kind of that I discuss in my, in the article as well, is the fact that I think at the core of human nature, I think we all want to be seen or recognized and we all, you know, there is a a human need. It's part of connection, you know, to have a, a communication or, you know, being famous or being, you know, it's a social status sort of thing. And so what they do with, you know, fame and fame culture, what it does is, it, you know, it creates this hierarchy within society of, oh, these people are very talented, they're very this, they're very, or they're very beautiful, we're going to put them at the top, and then, you know, the little people, or the people that aren't as, or whatever, and it's, it's an illusion, because the thing is, truthfully, we all are very beautiful in our own unique ways, we all are very talented in our own unique ways, but the, the, the corruption, I guess, within fame culture is that we only pick specific people. And so the, 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 um, facade is that these people are the best people because they are famous, but it's not even, and it used to be that, you know, like for instance, with the music industry, it used to be that a lot of times some of the really, I mean, some of the best, most talented people were famous people. Yeah. for a lot of people that were very talented and famous and those things kind of went together but then there's also a lot of uh there's a history of people that are famous that that you know they're not it's not like they're necessarily like olympians or anything like
0: that i mean some people might say the kardashians like they have no talent is the thing that you'll hear about them i'm not specifically saying that i'm just saying that's what people say and i'm even thinking of like tiktok people too like There's a lot of like 17 and 18 year olds on TikTok. Um, Some of them who do have talent. I mean, talent is subjective in in a lot of ways, but who maybe got famous for dancing and they're dancers or like acting and their actors or music. And that's really what they do. Um, But other people who just got famous by association or just by like, they happen to get a lot of likes or views or anything. And so that's such a good point because if we used to use this as a indication of success or talent or whatever you wanna call it, but now there's so much more access to gaining visibility that I feel like as a culture, we might not have, that, that flip hasn't switched of realizing or, or thinking that fame equals better. But yet we're consuming so many people and feeling like we have to get famous because fame is better when the reality is it's not. There's, it's easy to get views in some ways and that doesn't equal worthiness in any sense.
1: It's just a matter of being at the right place at the right time, reaching the right people, or fitting the algorithms. I mean, I I read some article a while ago about TikTok and how something either in their policy or their procedures or something that they you know keep within their internally within their records they had had said something about how uh, they really wanted to focus on attractive people specifically. And they had some kind of algorithm about so that, you know, the people that were really attractive, those are the people that, you know, and I'm sure with Facebook, it's the same thing. They censor a lot of the posts. So it becomes this thing where it's really about, you know, social control and, and, you know, the people that are really famous are people that don't question the main agenda. And so that's my main bone to pick with fame culture is not necessarily even, you know, oh, well, you need to be super amazing for people to recognize you. Well, no, I think that, you know, when we dismantle the illusions of fame, we realize and we can appreciate each other for the talents that we each bring in this world. But when we only say, well, this person is, you know, on this l- record label, therefore their music is so much better. Even if we compare it with somebody who maybe even might be doing better, but doesn't have that same sort of branding. Um, and sometimes we can, we're not, we, we won't even think twice before listening to them or giving them a chance. Mm. Whereas this other person that's shoved in, I mean, that's the other thing too, with a lot of, I'm, I'm using the music industry a lot, but. but Which relevant to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's the same with other industries, though. You know, film industry. There's certain actors or certain people that are, get shoved in your face time and time again, um, and you do, uh, you establish just like a brand. It's branding. They it establishes um, a connection with you, and they establish a connection a connection with you rather, and um, and then you want to see them again. You feel like you know them, and that's the interesting thing with uh, with it as well is that you know, by seeing somebody on the big screen or something like that, you're feeling that intimacy or an illusion of intimacy and you get to know their character. And I mean, I'm sure you can relate to times where you've gotten to know a character in a movie or a, a, a TV series, for instance, mm-hmm. and you see the person in real life and, and you think about, you just, all you can think about is the character that they played. And you may even make assumptions about who they are, mm-hmm. uh, Subconsciously, of course, off of this experience and the way that you've seen them before and you feel like you know them and you know what kind of person they are. Um, when the truth is a lot of these celebrities, we have no idea, like really who they are or how much of it is is staged versus what is, you know, what is really them. Um, because they're designed in such a way. Uh, and they're even celebrities themselves are programmed in such a way to, you know, again, to fit the agenda, to, you know, they are a product to brand, um, according to the record label or the studio, you know, film studio
0: that they have a contract with. Yeah. I was on TikTok the other day and I saw a video of somebody talking about the notebook, the movie, the notebook, and talking about how it was so sad that, James Marsden's character I forget his name in the movie that's that's how neglected he was but it was so sad that like he was such a stand-up guy but then he got rejected and I commented on it like the fact that it's James Marsden too just really sucks because I love James Marsden he's like my celebrity crush OG. I love him and somebody commented back like well in real life I'm pretty sure he like cheated on his wife and like did this other thing (laughs) I was like, damn it. (laughs) But it's so funny. Like, that's the first thing I think of when you're like, we associate these people like as a character or even just a a mesh of characters. And I don't even know, like I don't follow him on social media. I don't keep up with him. I literally just see him in film and TV and maybe a couple interviews here and there. And that's all I know about him. But we concoct these like make-believe life stories of these people and act as though we know who they are, um, at their core. And that's, I guess, a lot of the times when they say don't meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed, but it's because we don't truly know a lot of the time who these people are because they're not necessarily showing up as their authentic selves or you're just simply not seeing it. Like, you're seeing the album or you're hearing the album, you're seeing the show, you're seeing the movie, but you're not seeing them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, and I think that that's one thing that has, you know, it's really been, it's really been interesting. And it's also been interesting, the whole, um, like, I think what's most fascinating to me is how deep the social control goes with this. Cause that's the part where it's really gets into, it's really kind of like, wow because you know what they're doing by having this media and and for instance with um so i do talk about the star suckers which is a documentary that was done um basically it focused a lot on reality tv in particular um because th- when it w- came out it was like 2009 and social media was popular but it wasn't too it wasn't popular to the extent that it is now where it's literally our lives right. but it's interesting because even what he says about reality TV, you can just see that social media is actually an extension of the same paradigm that they were, that they were operating off of with reality TV, which is with reality TV, it was anybody can be a star. And mm-hmm. by make, opening it up, because before, back in the olden days, it was like you had to be really, really amazing to be a star right. and only select people. And so then it was this, you know, club that you exclusive club that you were trying to get into and again there you know there was that was a different kind of fame culture that that got people sucked in and obsessed with fame in a different way you know oh I want to be a Hollywood star I want to go off to Hollywood and you know that kind of thing or you know um but now it's kind of What it is is, oh, you know, I'm going to get on this show or that reality TV show and anything to, you know, to look famous. Because, again, it goes back to this social status and this human need for wanting to feel important or wanting to feel value. And, And because we live in such an era right now. Of, you know, so many people had to have like multiple jobs just to like get by. So many people's quality of life on one hand, it's like we have all this technology, but on the other hand, because we have so much technology, it's like we're not like we're like there's some things we're thriving with, but in terms of our human self, like is not necessarily thriving. And that's something that I've kind of been tackling with a lot and sort of really watching, you know, how much social media I'm consuming and how much time I'm spending with devices, because at the end of the day, the device is not me. (laughs) Like that's an external part of me. And the more that I pour myself into the device, the more that is more of myself is locked in that device Mm -hmm. in, in that real virtual reality world. Whereas you know, when I'm just living and enjoying the moment to moments that I'm having and I don't necessarily feel a need, you know, it's not to say that sharing it is bad uh, or putting it, you know, necessary, you know, it's not necessarily bad, but it's like, why? why are we doing it? Is it because you wanna actually share with people or is it because you know that if you do this, you'll get validation? And if so, why do you need that validation? you need it from somebody else or having it from yourself is that enough and if it's not enough if, if the validation from yourself isn't enough it's good to ask the question why isn't it enough why isn't it enough for me what what has created and i think one of the reasons why it's not enough for many people is because we like i said it goes back to the brainwashing if we're constantly seeing these these films and these things that are constantly over time putting this idea that these are the important people. The important people are beautiful like this, are beautiful in this way, you know, or they look this way, or they do these things, or they buy these clothes. Um, And we get that message over and over and over again. So there's no way, like it's hard not to have those uh, subconscious tendencies of wanting to fit in to the society that has been created for for us through this cultural landscape.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh. Listeners, go back, replay that, that was amazing. Like (laughs) take a second to digest everything Miranda just said. Um, What I wanna talk about next is how do you feel like this year has shifted things? If you ask anybody in the spiritual world, They'll say that we're in a huge, huge shift and a huge period of change. I definitely feel it for myself. I think it's pretty obvious to most that that is something we're going through. And I also feel like, uh, let's say in March, where we were all starting our quarantines and lockdowns, it was this funny moment where, yes, we were all here. So we had more awareness of what was truly going on as opposed to Um, like just seeing the facades. And with that, I feel like a lot of celebrities started to be called out. Uh, And there were a lot of, you know, funny videos or funny jokes around celebrities saying we're all in this together as they sit in their pools, (laughs) you know, drinking a martini or or whatever. Um, But I just feel like within this year, in many ways, there's been a lot of ceilings, like just cracked open and a lot of facades that have just been smashed. So, what is your take on this?
1: Oh, wow. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So when you ask that question, I've actually, I went into, and maybe it's because I'm a, a Scorpio. I'm into like astrology and stuff. I'm a Scorpio sun. Yeah. Oh, so being a Scorpio sun, it's like we are magnets for the truth and we find the bullshit and we mm. see the bullshit. And that's like, that's something that I feel very confident in my ability to uh, I am a good bullshit detector. Um so I have I kind of had my I had my feeling, you know, I, like I said, I wrote this article before this stuff all happened. And so I already and and as, as I was saying before, I've already kind of had this sort of feeling and idea of like yeah, you know, something's not really right. But like I was saying before, Like I had an, I started with a feeling and sort of, and then I started following that. And the more I followed it, the more I uncovered more and more and more. And so this was just like a continuation of what I had already been doing for a while of just uncovering layer upon layer upon layer of human nature, of sociology, of social engineering. And actually one of my recent articles, I did a uh, red pill, blue pill, article where I've talked about the fact that right now we're in the matrix it's the matrix right now because there is a there there are there's so much information some of it's some of it's not right some of it is and you have to sort through it and really discern and I think that you have to come you have to come to the information from a place of spiritual groundedness to be able to clearly to discern what's true and what is delusion and or what is illusion and um what is sort of what is there for an agenda and i think that the biggest thing that i've been doing you know i did i spent a lot of people were saying all kinds of stuff they were putting stuff on social media they're doing i was like pretty much silent on social media said almost pretty much nothing did not really i went inward a lot of people went outward and tried to reach out to people and this and that the first thing i did was i went inward and asked myself what is, what is the purpose of this what's really going on here and i want and i asked the spirit to to you know help guide me and help me discern and i and being a curious person i sent me into this journey, um, long story short, I mean, there's a lot of things I could go into, I won't go into them, but um, but if you're interested in some of the info, if anybody listening is interested in the information, um, more of the details of the information that I uncovered, um, I actually wrote a pretty um, detailed um, article recently that has some of that information and in some documentaries that I saw um, about social engineering, Um, about uh, censoring, who controls the narrative, the agendas and different things like that, which, um, and I kind of talk a little bit about conspiracies and how a lot of times there's a lot of misunderstandings with conspiracies. Um, There are a lot of wacky conspiracies, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And there's also like a conspiracy um, in its most simplest definition is really just actually, you know, people, coming together to do something corrupt and connecting those dots and connecting those things. Um, and a conspiracy versus a conspiracy theory, like a theory is just, it's a theory, but when you actually have a conspiracy, that is a serious, that's a serious thing to, um, to look at. And so sometimes I think people just hear conspiracy and they think, oh, false. This isn't, we don't know if it's right. We don't know. And a lot of times there are a lot of conspiracies, and and that are legitimate conspiracies that are legitimate um, criminal things that people have done. And there are um, there's documents and classified information that um, that confirms this. So anyway, I got I went through this you know rabbit hole over the last like you know six months, and I'm actually still doing more research for another article to really you know continue to um uncover it but I got the most views I looked at my views for my articles this last article that I wrote got more views than anything I've ever written and I think it's because I was touching on things that people probably felt Mm. but didn't didn't have the courage to really look at because the truth can be scary yeah be disturbing because unfortunately human nature is scary and disturbing and we can be very we can be very beautiful we can be very powerful and and but we can also and we can go in the same direction we can be very disturbing very um malevolent we can you know so it's we have both sides of the spectrum here and i think that if we ignore any either side that's where we're really blindsided um and we don't you know we can't see the whole
0: picture one thing that maybe we can touch on as well before we wrap up is how to sort of fine-tune that like bullshit meter or how to continue to seek the truth because even myself and I mean you as well like we're artistic I'm I own my own business I'm trying to keep up with my puppy and my family and my clients and still like have time for myself but at the same time. I also feel this really intense desire to like, learn and seek this truth. However, when you think about all the truth that needs seeking, it's like, so overwhelming. It's like, okay, we've got to learn about, um, everything in politics, (laughs) everything about ethics, everything about, you know, the power and so many other things that I'm sure you have everyone all of our listeners have been thinking of that have just come up during this episode and it's like where do I start how do I even find the time how do I how do I figure out how to trust also my intuition of what's right and wrong knowing that daily without even trying to learn more about it there's so much information being thrown at me
1: yeah oh yeah definitely well I think for me um I think the reason why my bullshit meter is so good is because from the very, like, kind of like what I was touching on from, from uh, before, I think part of it is also my personality. I'm somebody who's very curious and yeah. I'm very close. I've always paid very close attention and taken a lot of information and, uh, in my curiosity of how does this work? I'm somebody who's like, how does this work? Let's take it apart. I'm that kind of a person. So I think that, and, it, and I think anybody can be that way. Um, I think naturally I'm that way. So it's really you know, something that I've been developing over a period of time. But I think that for people that are just now coming to the conclusion of, you know, I really want to like pay more attention to this or I really want to dig into this. I think it doesn't really matter where you start because it's it, wherever you start. And, you, and I think the biggest thing is asking questions, I think. It, that's one of the biggest things, is not one of the things that I do all the time is I try not to make assumptions. I try to let things show themselves to me mm-hmm. and just stand back and observe. What it really comes down to is asking the questions like, why are people doing what they're doing? At the end of the day, a lot of times these are businesses, all these places that we trust. You wanna ask yourself, should I really be putting my time, where am I putting my time and energy? at the end of the day, where, where am I putting my focus, my time, my energy, and my money? Um, and those are, because that's your power. That is the pow- your personal power. And so the more that I sort of ask myself these, ask these questions and really sort of dig apart things rather than just take them in at face value, the more that you can have that dialogue and really sort of start to put things together for yourself and, um, and then obviously having a value system of what's important to me, you know, because at the end of the day, sometimes I'll spend time on social media and then I'll go, it'll be an hour and I'll go, you know, honestly, this is not important to me. Yeah. I would rather call somebody up and talk to them for an hour, then just look at their photo and on Facebook or whatever. Like I, that's more valuable to me. So yeah. I more on that. So again, it just comes from having that value system, being able to ask questions and not necessarily think that we know because we we think we know because we see this thing. And the things that you do, if you really want to change the things that you actually have control over, that's where you really can make consistent change. Because again, you have complete control over what you decide to do and where you decide to spend your money. The other things like protesting and getting somebody to you know, listen to you or, or this or that, that's, that's different. But when you talk with your money and where you put your money, you don't have to really, you don't have to just yell and scream. Your money speaks for you or your time speaks for you. Yeah. Oh, so, um, that's been something that I've been really focused on um, this year in terms of finding that healthy balance. Because for me, and I'll just say this quickly, like for me, when I went through this, it was so devastating and I got, I got in a very, there was a moment where I got in a very fearful, scared place. But yeah. then I, sh- I got to this other place, I did some yoga. I did actually, to be honest with you, I did some Kundalini yoga. Mm. And working with my Kundalini energy and really it, it allowed me to sort of get out of my head and into my spirit. And when I got into the spiritual realm, my, the way that I saw everything, my perception, not that the world changed, but my perception changed because my perception changed. I was able to look at things from a different lens. And so I think it's so important to you know, not just take this information in, but to really kind of, um, really kind of go in and make sure sh- check in with all the different parts of your of your existence which means your physical body your spiritual body your emotional body and just check in and make sure that things are working in harmony in synergy because if you have you know your physical body you know you're researching researching, researching but you're not eating anything because you're yeah. so you know focused on it yeah. then there's a, there's an imbalance there. So you're going to start to, that's going to affect you. So just kind of keeping that balance, but always kind of coming back to what are my needs and what makes me feel, what makes me feel uh, healthy and, and, and never really having like being open to trying whatever you need to try for your body and for your, for your mind. But if you have the willingness to just be open and say, look, what is really going to work for my body? And what yeah. do I really, you know, what is going to be the best for me right now in terms of my health and my family or my, you know, my spouse and me and, or what, whoever you're with and whatever you're doing. Um, and, you know, just be willing to be open to that so that you can find whatever it is that is the best solution for you or the yeah. best value for you to focus on.
0: Yeah. And like, let's just tell it like it is. There is so much divisiveness and labeling and saying this is right or wrong you're a vegan um, or you're not a vegan you're a terrible person because you kill animals you support this politician or this idea you're a terrible person you don't know anything and or you support this organization whatever like I find that I have so much trouble trying to navigate the world of well just the world I guess <laughs> I was gonna say the world of politics but really it's just the world sometimes because With the fame culture, cancel culture, and just feeling like people are so tuned into the general social media or news outlets, but not doing their own true inner work and deep research, there is a lack of conversations like this happening, where you're actually just figuring out what it is that you believe, what it is that works best for you, your mind, your body, how you want to live your life and doing that. And so I think that's my big takeaway, certainly from this episode, is to spend more time on that. I know that going into October, which is when we're recording this on October 1st, I have already essentially cleared a big bulk of my calendar to leave so much more time and space for doing this work. And so this is a great way to kind of kick it off and and give us all that reminder and boost because there's a lot going on right now focus on yourself, do your own research, don't feel the need to constantly be posting or sharing about everything you're discovering if you're not ready to and if you just need to make some things up for yourself, which often we need to. I think we all could use a little bit more time to get back in touch with ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, and also I think I think both is good. I think spending time by yourself, it's about the fact that like you said, we just need to have the conversation so that we can, find that's how you find your own opinions that's how you figure out what you what feels right or what doesn't through the process of you know conversation and debate and so many people are afraid to
0: debate these yeah
1: and I I know I am
0: because I um I am like more I consider myself like let's just say politically to be more just independent and when I say that I literally mean like I have no affiliations to parties I don't have any dog in the race like I just want to figure out for my own self what I think logically and I guess morally, ethically makes the most sense. But then sometimes I'll find myself playing devil's advocate because, you know, I'm a Sagittarius. I'm a type three on the Enneagram. Like I will sometimes just find myself being like, "Uh, you're wrong. Or "Uh, here's the other side that you didn't even think of. And it's not even necessarily that I believe the other side is right. It's just that I want to have those conversations. But then sometimes I'll feel super insecure, like if I'm being honest, or because um, I don't know that I have the knowledge or the confidence to back it up because I haven't done my research. And like I'm gonna call myself out on that. I've already said on this episode that I'm making a point to do more research, but I feel like we could all call ourselves out a little bit more. Because then, on the one hand, it's really good to debate, but it's also good to debate in a way where you're not just pulling stuff out of your ass, but rather you've actually looked to some extent into the issues and aren't just getting your facts or opinions from what your friend said or what this social media outlet said and you've actually considered it from your own frame of mind and point of view
1: well that's the beauty yeah that's the beauty of a debate is that you know by being challenged somebody can even through debate you really suss it all out because when people challenge you and sometimes it can make your argument stronger because you go they can go well what about this what about that and then you go well I got this and I got that and I got you know whatever and you come to the table with all this stuff and they go oh oh I didn't know about that and I oh wow I wasn't thinking about this and then on the other side you know you could say some things that they go or that you go, Oh, Oh, I hadn't realized about that. Or I hadn't thought. And that's the beauty of debate that I think a lot of people, they get so focused on being right in a debate. Uh, I don't think about being right. It's about finding what is right. And whenever I debate with people, it's about, I'm excited about finding the truth, whether I'm right or wrong. It's about the fact that through the process of debate, we find what, what sticks, what resonates and what's true and and we need that sort of that yin and yang we need those those dynamic forces in order to find the balance so if you just have one side and everybody agrees with you and nobody challenges you how strong
0: is your argument because it's not being challenged yeah Um, so yeah yeah and i know myself too like just because of who i am as a person sometimes if somebody's coming super forcefully at me too like I'll get butthurt about it and frustrated and angry. And so p- a lot of it's on me, but I also think it's on all of us in a sense to try to have these debates and conversations in a more open-minded and loving way so that we're not just all being like, this is right, this is my opinion. And okay. going at each other in that way because I, I'm speaking personally here, but I don't find that constructive because I know I as a person tend to just be like, I am so pissed off and also my butt hurt and you hurt my feelings and like, take it really personally and like that is not effective. <laughs> that well, one of the I agree completely and, and one of the things
1: I said to this um, guy when we were talking about the when we were debating, I was like, let's debate about this. And I was like, What research have you found? And here's the research that I found and I said there's one rule that I'm gonna say and he said, We're not allowed to insult each other because mm. I don't not When you start to insult each other, that is the lowest, to me personally, that's the lowest form of debate. And it's not, again, like you said, it's not constructive. I like to focus on, okay, you know, what is the information and where are you getting this information? And why do you feel this way? And really going into the content of what we're talking about. But when people start to do like personal, um, personal attacks, like, I watched a little bit of the president, pre- presidential debates. I oh, only did the same thing. Because I was like, this is sad. Yeah, is yeah. Sad. Because a lot of it was personal attacks on both sides. And also with the debates, I also thought it was weird that they only had two minutes. Because to no. be honest, to really talk, talk about something in two minutes and really uncover this stuff, yeah. I just, you know?
0: Yeah, So I agree. My mom had said something in the debates. I was getting frustrated. I was like, this is such bullshit. Like, this is ridiculous. This is bullying. That Nothing is happening. And she was like, this is how debates always are. They always just go at each other. And I was like, who said that was okay? Like, why are we accepting that this is okay and this is how it should be? I don't care if that's how it always is. My point is that it shouldn't be that way in general. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And uh, yeah, I, I really feel like there's a lot, there's a lot of work to be done just there's a lot
1: of work for you. I think that that's where we the people have so much power because yeah. when we stop trying to fit into the other which the other in this case I'm saying is like this you know fame culture you know this society all these things that we think are no- supposed to be normal that and we could start to build our own communities our own culture our own decisions and our own sort of things start to go oh okay well this is, we can set an example for how we want things to go so maybe the presidents don't know how to have a debate well let's show them by us we, the people doing that and practicing that and showing Example: when we elevate as a people then the government has no choice but to elevate with us because we're the people totally hiding it. So when we start to do that and we start to say, you know what, this is okay. You, if you guys want to try to put stupid stuff out there, that's fine, but we're not going to buy it. We're not going to listen to it. And we've created our own culture. And this is what we want to do now. What are they going to do? Because their money depends on it. Just Mm -hmm. because, just like with the, uh, with gluten-free and like organic, right? That whole movement. When people started to buy more organic food, you can see these, these brands like Kraft, that never would have thought of saying no artificial colors or, yep. or out certain things or these toxic things. But then when they realize that people aren't buying that anymore, yep. start, they change their narrative. Why? Because they want your money. And so again, that's how much power we have. And we need yeah. to remember that every day that we are, we are the examples, you know, you are the person that you want to be the person that you want the world to be. So if you want the world to be more kind and more this and more that, then live that. Be that and be that example of that. And when people see you and they see, oh my gosh, you're doing this and you're doing that. And how, well, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just doing what I decided I feel is right. You know, based on my value system and based on what I believe. Yeah. Um, And so I think that that's like the biggest thing, you know, I hope that if there's any takeaway people get from it is that, that we have personal power, no matter what anybody says to you, you always have choices every single day and you have personal power. And the more that you believe that and live that, the stronger you become.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. Okay. I'm sure we could go on for probably two more hours at least. (laughs) <laughs> but before we before we go, tell us where we can connect with you, keep up with you, read more about what you've done, um, and go deeper into us.
1: Cool. Um, so I would say most of the stuff that we've talked about today is on uh, my website, MirandaMusic.Space. So it's www.MirandaMusic.Space. And I have just launched on my website... subscription service so one of the things i'm trying to do with this community is again i'm doing what i've been talking about in terms of i'm trying to create a new a new platform for people to to um, be a part of for people to do things like we're doing like discuss and talk about these things like i have a forum um through my community that people forums that people can discuss through um, and as well as you know I'm writing articles and making content that is really centered on a lot of the things that we talked about personal power um, being able to really I call it manifest manifesting um, manifesting magic manifesting the things that we think in our illusions that we can't do but are absolutely possible uh, with just you know dedication and um, and consistency, and so I focus on that a lot, um, so that's on my website, and then um, I also have a, another project, Coffee Jazz Collective, uh, which is just, you know, um, another uh, my business, and I um, have been, because of the pandemic, It's it previously was more focused on uh, live performances um, and working with uh, Chamber of Commerce and local businesses and helping them um, really you know bring more customers into their business or to help their customers um, just to have a nice experience in the business. Um, but recently it's been more focused on production. So it's really kind of turning into a production house and really just kind of focusing on um, creating content and creating um, music that has messages that support a lot of things that I talked about today, like personal power and supporting, um, supporting really, you know, critical thought, critical thinking, and um, just, just stuff like that. So I really try to, I really want to make media that, that doesn't have the same agenda that the media that we just talked about does in terms of, you know, I'm not trying to make you know media that is focused on getting people 's money or focused on getting people to you know um, go one particular political way or one another political way, or you know really just again allowing people to find their own way and just just be be uh, creative and be observative and, and ask questions um, so yeah my my website would be the main place to look at all that stuff. Um, I have the blog there. Um, most of my articles are free, but I have some articles that I'm going to be putting that will be, um, for members only. So, but I do have like, um, different membership levels for people that, so they can support my music and support my content. And I did it this way, um, just so that, um, I really wanted to have another way for people to support me rather than necessarily being like, oh, here's my album. Here's, you know, some money. This is more like when people are supporting my um, my website or supporting um, me through the subscriptions, they're really supporting my mission, uh, the bigger mission that I have, which is to create, um, create a community for like-minded uh, creatives to
0: connect, share, grow, and manifest. Awesome, thank you so, so much, Randa, for coming on today and sharing all of this wisdom. I know our listeners are going to walk away with some huge takeaways and some good things to start exploring. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been such a great conversation.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.